Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. What up, AMP? Download AMP if you haven't. You can catch us live here every day, 1 p.m. Eastern, around noon central. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined by QB1, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, man? Man, I just got some pretty sweet news, not to toot my own horn here, but I'm guessing somewhat tooting George's horn. Uh, ESPN Plus, most viewed game of all time. UJ versus UT Martin this past weekend, and I was on the call. So hell yeah, I, man! I made history. We made history, and you can make history by subscribing to this channel. We are so close to 4K. Yeah. Maybe at 4K when we go live with the show. So yeah. now it's let's get the 5K. Let's get the 5K. We love you. We appreciate you, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun this football season. The road to 5K continues. We'd love to hit 5K uh, by the end of the weekend. That'd be great. Maybe even before, but yeah, just yeah. just you know. Because the algorithm is appreciating all the work y'all are putting in. So thank you. Keep liking, yeah. keep subscribing. Um, Aaron, it's okay to toot your own horn. I mean, I know you grew up Catholic, but I was reading an article the other day that you should be tooting your own horn like 20 to 30 times a month. So I'm proud of you. Hey, okay. I legitimately am proud of you, though. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. On today's show, we got a few different uh, topics we want to touch on. First off, when you look at this weekend, I'm I'm a little I don't I I, I don't like this week too slate. It's 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 if you are college football nerds like we are, 
there's definitely a bunch of stuff to love. Like, and you can oh, yeah. dive into it and, and there's matchups there. Um, it should still be better. Like in a day and age when everything is surrounding the television product, there should be better matchups. But still, there are some that we're going to break down. And what's interesting about this weekend is, while there's not the most ranked-on-ranked battles, there are some very heavy narrative battles, right? Battles that will determine the the mental outlook and mental health of a fan base, right? Like who has more to prove? Is it Texas or Alabama? A&M or Miami? Colorado or Nebraska? We'll get into all of uh, we'll get into all that and more. Yeah, Brum in our chat saying this weekend shows yeah. where the networks took over the sport. Fair, fair, yeah. right? Because these uh, these uh, uh, schools cannot be uh, left to their own devices; otherwise, they just schedule BS cupcakes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll discuss that. We'll do some Heisman talk because uh, there's a lot of shooters, Sanders, Trevor Hunters, Heisman hype. How realistic is that? Uh, we got some SEC power rankings coming your way after Week One. And um, maybe a touch of Caleb Williams at the end, if yep. we have time. Don't back back on this week. Don't forget we, we we are we were stolen a really good match between Georgia and Oklahoma. Like that was supposed to be this weekend too, before the addition. Okay, so, okay, Georgia what, fans, what, if you have to one yeah, remind us game. one more time, please remind one us all more one more time. It's not as easy as you think it oh, is. God, it was supposed to be Georgia Oklahoma. It on the road yeah. this weekend, Oklahoma just put up seventy points. Like they scheduled a good team, not we their fault. It. We get it. SEC we get added. it. See, that's the problem. You're not even trying to actually make a point about week two and needing to be better. You're just finding a way to secretly get in. Your Georgia tried to schedule harder. Take. They did. Uh, they did. Guess they what? Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Okay, so I don't care how fucking close it got. It did not happen. Um. Georgia's 42 and a half point favorites. Tight, tight. What a game, Aaron. What a game. Shout out DraftKings. Shout out DraftKings. Um, yeah, shout out DraftKings. That's some exciting news as well. The volume partying up with DraftKings. Uh, in fact, you know, you bet $5 on NFL game this week. If you're signing up for the first time, use the promo code at TBOB, T-B-O-B, $5 gets you $200 in bonus bets instantly. Ooh. All right, let's dive in. Um, Let's go through some of these games, Aaron, with the mindset through the lens of who has the most to prove. And we'll start with the biggest one. Uh, Again, we'll continue to break down from more football perspective tomorrow, but Texas or Alabama, who has more to prove this weekend? Uh, Texas does, especially them them coming into the SEC next year. I think there's a... The thought of, are you ready to join the big boy league? Is Sark really the coach that's going to lead you into the SEC? I think last year was somewhat of a of a possibility based on what happened there in Austin and, and the close game before Quinn Ewers got hurt. It was still a close game to the very end, but obviously the, the season after that was kind of a roller coaster. Is Sark the guy that's going to lead Texas to being officially back, officially ready to go to play teams like Alabama and LSU and Georgia and A&M? all the big boys week in and week out because it's a different schedule. Like the big 12 okay. The sec is a weekend and week out grind is Texas ready. So uh, I've said this before on the show, they've built this team a little bit differently than, than in years past, which gives me confidence of who Texas is this year. They got a really good defensive line. They got a really good front seven. They have a veteran offense line that was a little bit soft last week that needs to improve heading into this game in a big way, especially beyond the road. They got elite skill players on the outside, and they have a really good quarterback that has a, a pretty high ceiling. So you put that all in together, they should make this game competitive. I wouldn't be disappointed if I'm a Texas fan 
and you lose a close game on the road to Texas. Like if you cover the spread on the road in Tuscaloosa, I think that's a win for Texas. Morally win. This if you get the- your asses whooped, then I'm a little bit worried of, of what Sark is putting on the field heading into next season. This is the weakest ass take I've ever heard. Also, you can't have you can't have a lot to prove if a close loss proves it. Like that means that you actually have a lot it. of leeway. I know, but, but what I'm saying is that means you actually it. have a lot of leeway. If they can closely lose, and okay, and and I kind of feel you. Like I would say Texas in this scenario, only. They are a touchdown dog, and ultimately, the game against Bama doesn't really determine their fate. Now, there's a lot of you like Aaron out there that have like Texas making the playoff and everything, so you have everything on the line, but I don't know that Not Texas really. Does. If they win the Big 12, I think if they're if you play a close game like on the road in Tuscaloosa and you still go 12-1 and one and win the Big 12, you're in. Yeah, again, because that's definitely happening. Um, I, 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 you, so, just, exactly. So, this not, will it's not, not determine dead. their fate. It's not dead. Okay, okay so even, that even furthers my point then. That this game will not determine their fate. Um, and so while I would love nothing more than for Texas to get well, I, whatever. I I think they're gonna lose and probably lose badly. Um, but no, I think I think Bama. I think I think Bama, even though Bama has all the past success, but like Bama has to prove this year, or in this game at least, that everybody was right to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because if Alabama come out here and with all the new coordinators, with the new quarterbacks, with everything that we talk about, all the incredible amounts of turnover. And if they beat this Texas team that has all the advantages that Aaron just talked about, all the stability, all the um, the uh, the the what, what, what's the word I'm looking for, the continuity mm-hmm. that Alabama does not have, if they come out there and they just handle Texas, well, then all of a sudden everybody was validated in choosing Alabama. And okay, and the Empire's not falling, and Nick Saban is immortal, and he can just continue to reload and do these things that people shouldn't be able to do. And so I think Alabama has more to prove here because if Texas loses, to me, I'm like, yeah. No shit. I thought they were going to lose. So, like, what changes? Uh, now, now, once we get into that's, some that's, of these later that's, things. That's, but that's your belief in Texas. That's the difference. I do think that there's a, a, a decent amount of people who do think that Texas is playoff contenders. And, and this is a, a, a big test for them. Like, we know Alabama ain't going anywhere. Like, listen, Alabama's not Clemson. You know, we were, everyone and their mother's been crapping on Clemson this week, including us. And, like, is the dynasty over? If Alabama loses this game, the dynasty is not done. Like Alabama will be back in the conversation next year. I do think that there is a a sense of urgency for Texas to make this year special. And you have to make this year special because if you can't win with this roster in the Big 12 and be competitive versus Alabama in this football game, what gives anyone in the world any confidence that Sark can do it next year? So there's way more pressure on Texas this year than Alabama. There you go, Texas fans. Aaron setting a high bar. Lose the game close. Just close. Uh, must be so hard. To, uh, what, a, what a winning attitude. Just, just, <laughs> just cover the spread. I just want to win some money oh this week. Oh, my God, dude. I just that win is... some money. Uh, yeah. mm. If Texas mm. wins by three points, and it, say it's a game like it was last year, how do you walk away feeling about Texas as a brand? The same as I feel away? now. The same as I feel now. Like Sark's not that guy. Wow. Like, what do you mean? Why is a three loss? Why is a three point loss encouraging? Like, maybe if it was against last year's Alabama Bama team, Bryce Young on the road. Okay, and last year it was against time. Bryce Young like and Will Anderson. Sark, like you're trying to set the bar of like Sark. You have to be Saban. Like, no, there's only one Saban. 
I told Sark win 10 games. I literally have the lowest bar of any of the Sark detractors. I gave him 10 games of the bowl game. I'm allowing for a uh, nine well, and three Texas regular well, season. Okay. So, well, so don't, don't accuse me of setting the bar too high. I'm just saying it's pretty fucking weak when, when the whole thing is like, well, if they lose close, that's good. Miss me with that bullshit. If you're supposed to be a close, championship level team, you have to win the game. Um, all right. Texas A&M or Miami, the battle of the bads, the SEC Thunderdome. It's kind of like that plane full of diarrhea. Yeah. Two bad teams enter, one team comes out. What do you think? Who has more pressure on them? Jimbo does. Jimbo is significantly more pressure. This is still in Mario's second year, and I know you hate Mario and and uh, don't believe in what he what he's done in his career, but it's only year two at Miami. I think Jimbo has a lot of pressure on him to win this year, as he always does, because there's a lot more yeah. money flowing through the program at A&M than, than, than even a crooked Miami, the money flowing through there. So, uh, yeah, A&M is, is – they've built this roster over the past few years. They they have a better roster than Miami does. Yeah, You bring in a new OC. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this is a, this is a must-win game for A&M. Yeah, I agree. They have more pressure, and I think they're going to. But uh, look, the expectations are higher for an A&M this year. Um, yeah. They are someone that has the potential maybe to be borderline New Year's Six. Certainly, to kind of pick and finish they third in the West playoff team. Uh, no, okay, okay. Let's 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 pump the brakes there again until we see a little more consistency. Even though I guess in your book you just don't have to prove anything. Christopher Fraud's great. Jimbo's great. So I never said Chris Afal's great, and I've never said Jimbo is great. I like the, I like the AM football team this year because they have the first time in three years they actually have a quarterback. Uh, yeah, and Wegman looked really good. And if I was an AM fan, I would be feeling really good coming out last game. But it's clearly AM because they have the higher expectation level. They beat Miami last year when both teams were bad, right? And so in a year where you're looking to take a step forward, nobody wants to regress. And a loss to Miami would be just that. It would be a very distinct and clear regression. They put so much resources into this. Um, but Miami's going to be feeling a little weird, though. And and maybe our SC bias is showing, but like Miami's going to be looking around right now. And they, too, have put a ton of resources into the program. They've tried to juice things up here recently. And the ACC is as exciting as it's been in a while, only it has nothing to do with Miami. Mm -mm. Right? Like, there's a legitimate championship contender, but that's Florida State. Yeah. There's a couple of teams that already have dominant top 10 win wins, but that's Duke. There's UNC making a statement against the SEC. Miami, nowhere to be found. So Miami has a golden opportunity to join the party and to announce themselves, say, hold on now, there's another ACC team you should be talking about. I just don't think that they will. I think Texas A&M is going to smash you know, it. You know what's another interesting team that, not team, I guess, what you brought up kind of made me think about this. I think the SEC has some pressure on it this weekend. I mean, because we talked all about the Pac-12 yeah. last weekend. We talked about the, the the success of the ACC. The SEC was 0-3 in top 25 games this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Stay somehow, both underdogs heading into the game. I think A&M's yeah, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Alabama's right around seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorite right now. And for whatever it's worth, Ole Miss in the only other ranked-unranked matchup is a favorite yeah, going into Tulane. I, if two of those three teams lose... Mm. What's the narrative of the SEC? Is the SEC under some pressure after week one to live up to the expectations that they're the big dogs? Or does it still not matter because we're probably going to get one, if not two teams in the past at the end of the day? It, it matters to those who are willing to engage in nuance. But ultimately, if you still have your like 
Georgia national champion or whatever at the end of the year, then everybody's going to parrot that. And for the bowl record will end up being good. But I mean, it would be like, if you love talking about college football and love listening to it, which yeah. this show would, then I think there's a legitimate case to be made there. So yeah, the mm-hmm. SEC under a sneaky amount of pressure in a couple of ranked games. And then the bad bowl that is for Miami. How would you rate um, this in order of, of most believable could lose to least believable could lose? Well, I, do, I, I really feel strongly about A&M against Miami. Um, I, I, I feel like, I feel like Alabama, I, I, the only thing, the only thing is I'm thinking about Ole Miss and like after last year's Ole Miss, I don't know what the fuck to think because last year's Ole Miss, you saw a team that I fully bought into at seven and zero that just completely fell apart. Yeah, They're going to be going into Yeoman. I feel like they should, I feel like they should cover against Lane. I feel like Lane is going to have that team ready to go. Jackson Dart significantly better than he was last year. So, uh, most realistic upset I would probably say is Texas. Sure. Yep. Um, go to the big noon kickoff, Aaron, Colorado or Nebraska, obviously Nebraska week one, Matt rule almost had the winning against Minnesota bloat in the exact same way that Nebraska always does. Whereas Colorado comes out and immediately changes the narrative. So both teams had similar week one goals and now both teams enter the national stage for Fox has been new kickoff. Who has more pressure? Oh, it's Colorado, 100%. I think Colorado is more yeah. – if I had a rank of, of just teams in general who have the most pressure on them this weekend, I would probably say it's Colorado yeah. because now there is an expectation. Like I, I still don't think that there's a, a massive expectation for Nebraska. Like We all can make excuses left and right that Matt Rule, it's going to be year two when we see a massive difference in this Nebraska team. And, yeah, it may be different because Nebraska is better than Temple and Baylor, and you know, but still like – I'll give him a year because we've seen what year two looks like for a Matt Rule football team. True. I think Colorado has flipped the script. There is massive expectations for this team now. I mean, the the tickets the, the ticket to get in the stadium is over four hundred dollars. I know. I, I mean, they they are the talk of college football right now. All eyes are on them, and now people think you can actually win. Like no one thought you could win last week. I don't think there's anyone who put any sort of bet on a money line for Colorado. If you did. Congratulations. Send me that ticket. I want to see it. This summer, Nebraska opened as double-digit favorites over Colorado. To give you an idea of how much um, things could change. What's interesting, and it's absolutely Colorado. You're right. It's, and it's not yeah. even particularly close. All This is a golden opportunity game for Nebraska, right? Like yeah. the opportunity to all of a sudden get a ton of credit and a ton of love for Nebraska is now there because no one expects to win. But the thing about Colorado that fascinates me is just how immediately uh, the and, and how high the stakes have immediately been raised, right? Oh. Um, and you look at Dion, and he's always been a bit of a lightning rod. It was throughout the offseason. It continued now into the season. In fact, after that postgame presser, I would say it's bigger than ever. I mean, oh. he, he Colorado, in a weird way, because this world that we live in wants to do this with all things, Colorado is firmly planted in the culture war right now. Oh. And there are a lot of people who don't even give a fuck about college football that for some unknown, stupid-ass reason have formed an opinion where they just want to see this team fail miserably. And the other thing you're seeing is the internet works in a funny way, Aaron, when whenever really loves something, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? So there has to be a counter take. So there's been so many positive Colorado takes that now the takes are starting to come in where, oh, we've gone a bit too far. 
Haven't yeah. we? Like everybody's breaking it right. They can't be that good. I mean, it's one game. It's TCU. TCU's defense is awful. This, that, the other thing. So, so there is as big of a rubber. You remember those old um, rubber band guns from when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Did you ever have those? There yep. is a rubber band 50 cal staring Colorado down the face right now. Like if, if they lose this game, the amount of people that are going to come out of the woodwork to just like people are frothing at the mouth to shit on prime yep. in Colorado and make no mistake. I believe prime is fully cognizant of this. And if I was a coach, I would be using this to my advantage. Like fuck every fuck saying like, Oh, everybody thinks you're going to lose. Everybody thinks you lose. No, no, no. Everybody wants you to lose. Are you going to lose focus? Are you going to stop doing the things that got us here in the first place? Like, are you going to get lax when if when a loss by you means that they win? That the people that want to see you fail win? Ah, uh-uh, fuck those motherfuckers. That's an idea. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? For the entire off season, it was could they if they won one of these two games, that would be amazing. Not that was anymore. it. I was like, we were just like, Not could anymore. they just win one of these two games, and that would be a hell of a start. And all of a sudden, you win the first one, and it would it'd be almost a failure if you lose to Nebraska at this point. It I mean, be. it's been a week, literally a week ago. We're like, can they just win one of these two games? And that would be a hell of a start for Prime because you look at week three, you play Colorado State at home, you probably win that one. If you start off two and one, man, you have a chance to to cover the uh, the the, the, the win loss total for the year, which was four and a half. Yeah, but since you overachieved in week one, that bar has been set astronomically higher and if you don't win people well, are going to be ready to again, rip you it's crazy. And, and, it's, and 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 it's interesting because i think context matters here right and it should matter like how a team looks should inform all of these opinions so when i see shooter sanders and i know we keep talking about but he looks like a sustainable yeah, great quarterback right like yeah. not like fluky not not like um okay like last year jj mccarthy against ohio state Great performance. Hard to say it felt sustainable at the time. That's not a commentary on McCarthy this year. I'm just using a yep. game where I think of a quarterback yeah. that had like huge plays, big stats, but it was arguably kind of fluky feeling, right? I did not see that Saturday. So yep. it's how Colorado won that has done this. And then it's Deion's brash attitude that has mm-hmm. really just loaded up even more tension on that rubber band. So Golden opportunity for the corn hub, but uh, I just don't see how Jeff Sims and company keeps pace. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll break that game down some more tomorrow. But I'm, yeah. I'm with you. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. J Lab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke. Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech.
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best Thursday of the year is coming up, and it's all about NFL opening night. That's right. Football is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with some game day greatness. All customers take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app, see what you get. So don't wait till kickoff to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB, T-B-O-B, and new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. That's code TBOB, T-B-O-B, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash football for eligibility. Terms at responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Finally, uh, the, one of the other sneaky good matchups of the weekend, 
Um, and one of these teams, it's not really a question of which one is more here because it's only one, but it's Notre Dame and NC State. Yeah. Where we have, okay, rubber band effect. We've been crowning Notre Dame a bit here, especially on this show. They look damn strong. Sam Hartman looks like he fixed any offensive questions that they have. Um, we know Marcus Freeman's going to get the most out of a good, you know, out of the defense up there. So all of a sudden, you have a Notre Dame team that's looking very complete. People yeah. always kind of want Notre Dame to be good. It's sort of like a Norman, you know, that, that Norman Rockwell effect for college football that I'm always talking about. So we've already kind of crowned Notre Dame in a lot of ways, and mm -hmm. this is going to be their first true like kind of semi test here not to yeah. say the navy wasn't what it was but nc state's okay like so let's see if they go out there like if they go out there just handle business and take care of like a la penn state west virginia well or some along those lines and all of a sudden um all that hype is justified whereas if they don't they too are going to have to deal with some rubber banding yeah and, and and every game is important for notre dame as we know without a conference championship game you have very small margins and 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 you know, I, I think they'll win two of the three big ones based on what we've seen early on this season, but that means you have to win the rest of them. You can't lose any more. So yeah, it is a big first test for them. So yeah, I would say a, a decent amount of pressure, but you talk about the quarterback position, Sam Hartman's played a lot of football. I mean, and he just looks like yeah. nothing phases him at all. So yeah. I don't think he'll feel the pressure. I don't think Freeman will feel I don't think that team feels the pressure, but – I would say from an outside perspective, like, yeah, the, the narrative should be Notre Dame must win this football game. And if they do and they do, they take care of business. I think that only for me, it's me confidence in my take of this team is going to be 11 and 1, 12 and 0, and we'll be one of the final four teams when it's all said and done. Week four is going to be the first great week in the college football that we get. Yeah. Uh, but without a doubt, after all this discussion, it's Colorado, right? Yep. Definitely like nobody, Colorado. not AM, not Alabama, which is again, it just speaks to Prime's larger than life effect because there's no way that it should be, but it actually is Colorado over AM, over Miami, over Nebraska, Texas, Alabama, like over the freaking blue bloods of the sport. Nobody has more pressure than Colorado. Um, speaking of the buffs, uh, there's been a lot of Heisman talk for Shooter Sanders, Travis Hunter, right? And we wanted to explore the question of how realistic do you think this actually is? Look, to me, um, this is a, I feel bad because I, maybe I should have something with more heat on it here, but like, it's like, okay, their chances are as realistic as anyone else's, right? But no more than anyone else's. Like we mentioned Sam Hartman, his candidacy remains very strong. If he has a playoff Notre Dame team, are you kidding me? Um, you can't ignore Caleb Williams, Blake Corum's still out there. Yep. And at the end of the day, as much as I love prime in Colorado, Aaron, it is going to be very tough for them to keep pace in terms of wins with yep. some of these other teams. Like unless they're a true Pac-12 contender, which like we said, we'll put them above the middle tier right now, but I can't quite feel about them the same way that I feel about USC, Oregon, Washington, and Utah. See, I think I think Shadir is 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 I don't think he has a legitimate chance. Like I wouldn't put money on him to win it. No. Just because there's so many good quarterbacks in that league. And then when you start getting the matchups against Oregon and USC, if those quarterbacks out duel you, duel you and they win, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're done. Player. Travis is is a different beast because if he's mm. going to be on the field so much, it, it, the only question is, is it sustainable for him to play 120, 140 snaps a game for 12, for 12 weeks? If he does that and puts up crazy stats as a receiver and, and has seven interceptions, then I don't care what Colorado's record is. He'll be in the discussion for, for best player in the country, and he'll be in the discussion for the Heisman Trophy. 
Like I wouldn't mind putting a little money on him just because we've how many players have we seen play both ways at that That's high true. level? It, it we just don't see it. Yeah, so it's like, the Otani he, effect. He can he can overcome the stigma of I'm on a bad team because we truly know no one has really done what he's done. Well, and you know. I believe I don't follow a ton of baseball, but who won AL MVP last year despite being on an awful fucking team and may win it again this year? Shohei Otani, right? Because yeah. he does shit that we've never seen before. So that's a great yeah. point. Like Travis Hunter actually does have a bit of an inside track where he could overcome one of the greatest hurdles, which is just like, how many games did you win? And yeah. and look, Caleb Williams already winning last year does hurt him. Um, I still think Sam Hartman remains very strong as long yeah. as their name wins. I think the schedule is going to be going to hurt Blake Corum. Because Michigan's just not going to have a lot of times when everybody's watching them. Like yeah, the only they, time they we're going to is Michigan Ohio State. State. They dominate Ohio State. I think that would be enough. And and he has enough name recognition. You remember he was in the thick of it last year. It was like True. people know True. Blake Corum's name. They 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 a lot of people won the vote for him last year before the injury happened. So uh, I think that helps him. But once again, like when when Colorado, let me pull up their schedule real quick. Michael Penix Jr. Baby, let's go. That's what I'm saying. Like when they when they face them, and if Michael Penix has a better game than he does, and they win, I think that just that knocks him out right there, then and there. And I guess the flip side is, what if Travis Hunter just starts like stacking picks against all these great quarterbacks? Yeah, like, what if Travis Hunter has some incredible year where like he picks off like play Caleb Williams and oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. I would just say Michael Penix for a Heisman candidate that he has no, to be no, no, I know. conversation as well. But, yeah. but I think I think I think Bo Bo Nix is going to be I mean all those quarterbacks right now are Heisman candidates. Yeah, you can't tell yeah. me that Bo Nix isn't obviously Shit. Who the delay? I mean, DJ. if we're just being objective after week yeah. 1 like you got to give everybody who played awesome their love and and yep. DJ you was the highest graded quarterback in the entire country according to PFF. So yeah. Quarterback play in the Pac-12 remains awesome. And ironically, maybe that is where Travis Hunter's greatest chance lies. On top of the Otani thing, what if he just like has a big moment against a couple of these names? This stuff that sticks out in voters' yeah. minds. But again, let's not get too crazy with it. Like, objectively, give credit for week one performances, but like his Heisman race is going to shift every single weekend, drastically every single weekend, and guys are going to rise and fall, and yeah. somebody could still come out of nowhere. Um Aaron, you ready to do our SEC power rankings? Let's go. Come on. All same right. same way as last yesterday. We just kind of debate as we go, right? Yeah, I think so. Are we going to update notes? these weekly? Is that the plan here? Yeah, it's the best conference. You know, we'll do we'll, well do I our mean, top maybe, we'll do right? our, Yeah, maybe after this weekend we might have to shift to the Pac-12 or <laughs> ACC maybe. ACC. I yeah, I say we do. We do. We'll do our normal top ten every week as that as that um, shifts and moves. And then uh, we'll do our SEC rankings. Okay. Um, number one, uh, I I was very sorely tempted to put Alabama number one, but um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of keep our logic from yesterday. You know, UGA, yeah. sure. Uh, preseason, we probably would have put LSU two. Obviously, not the case. Yeah. Alabama two, Tennessee three. Uh, no, I had A and M at three. I was more impressed with, with can y'all can y'all in the podcast hear me squeezing the mm. bridge of my nose between my thumb and my forefinger in unreal disappointment it's as Aaron just acts like putting Alabama at one is ridiculous and then lets a fifty two to ten win over at New Mexico jump A and M above Tennessee. So we're gonna let one good season for Tennessee kind of make us feel like they're just gonna roll it into another great season. 
with a new yeah. quarterback. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of one fucking shitty season for A and M rolling into a good season with us, like what are you talking about? I, yes. I, have, I have more faith in Connor Wegman than I do Joe Milton heading heading going forward based on what I saw in Week One. I'll put A and M. Who is a better defense? A and M is a better defense. A and M is a better defense. AM has a better quarterback. AM has better receivers. AM has a better offensive line. AM's defense looked pretty shitty against New Mexico, actually. Like uh, they did not look, they got pushed around at times. They did not look great early on. The offensive they, they, just they, overall, they will have they will have the better defense when it's all said and done. I you want me to put my name on a list that has Texas. I have Tennessee six. Okay, give me your give me a, you give me your top six in. Okay, give me your I'll give you my top six. Georgia. Alabama, mm -hmm. Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. I still like LSU at four. Yeah. yeah. Ole Miss at five, Tennessee okay. at six. So we're not that different. We both have LSU at four. Only I got Tennessee, LSU, A&M, Ole Miss. Um, All right, so we have the same top six, just in a little bit different order. Yeah. So how do we solve this though? I don't think A&M should be three. Brom, do we need to bring in a third party to 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 solve the problem here? I'm voting Tennessee over Texas A&M. Thank, Thank you. Until we see the Jimbo fucking win this weekend. You know, if Aaron, they beat dude, Miami Aaron, this weekend, what does that do? If they beat Miami this weekend, do they, does that jump, yes, jump them over absolutely. Tennessee? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if they okay. look good and okay. do it, yeah, because who okay. does Tennessee play this weekend? If it's another 17-14 slobber knocker like last year, then maybe not. Oh, yeah, Tennessee plays Austin P. So, sure, yeah, absolutely. Opportunity for A&M. Okay. So, we'll go UGA, Alabama, Tennessee, and then do you want to go A&M next? Or are you still going LSU at four? I want to go A&M next and then LSU. Okay, whatever. Um, A&M, then LSU. Man, New Mexico really impressed you, huh? Tough game, those Lobos. Yeah, but I forget, I mean, you know, being a Georgia guy, you're not used to seeing, like, competitive Power 5 yeah. games. So You have to really work hard to kind of really judge a team when you, when yeah, you play. Yeah, you got to so dive into that yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Dive into that Quinn Ewers film and convince yourself it was awesome. Um, all right, so AM four, <laughs> LSU five, Ole Miss six. Hmm. Yes. Kentucky it would seven. Feel, it would feel a little too reactive to put L Ole Miss ahead of LSU. So okay, we can do that. Yeah, I got Kentucky seven, and then I got Auburn mm -hmm. eight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who do you have? Arkansas. I got Arkansas at eight. Okay. I mean, Arkansas did look really good this weekend. Except really for did good. you see Sam Pittman's boobs? <laughs> no. More like Sam <laughs> Titman. Um, Brum, actually, Brum, do go we to need Twitter. to bring your picture back out before you start calling Sam Titman? Do we need? I cool actually idea? think this is a bit like, you know, how like groups that are ostracized can, and like, if you call them like a bad word, like those groups are allowed to use those words because, like, you know, yeah. it's like, so like, since I have titties, I can call out titties. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those <laughs> deals. Like, they got linemen who call each other fat all the time, but it's never a term of like actual yeah. insult. It's just love. Yeah, I but can't no, call because, you fat. You because I fat. had my own mammaries exposed at a spring game in a group picture. I can call out Sam Pittman's picture with the Huckabees mm -hmm. in which he's got some dangs on him, bro. <laughs> and some Joy Taylor level things. We talking like like uh robert paulson from fight club level things wait till oh, you see these things there do not your, clip this i do not want this to go viral please your like biggest him. problem your i like sam problem, pittman a lot. i love sam pittman your biggest problem is going to be not getting turned on though i know you you're a randy <laughs> bastard 
You're going to see this. And I'll be in a coach's meeting with Sam Pittman when I have their game this year. Just oh, my God. You're going to be just staring at his boobs the whole time. Hey, he's going to be like, hi, hi. Yes, sir. My eyes are up here. Yes, sir. Eyes up here, Murray. Um, uh, all right, can we go Arkansas at eight? Can we go Arkansas at eight? Over, yeah, over? I got, yeah, I got, I got no problem. Arkansas eight, and then who are you going nine? Then, all right, so I'll give you my next Auburn two. Mizzou. I have Missouri at nine. You were really impressed with Missouri the other day. I was day, very huh? impressed with Missouri live. Okay, is this a bias because you studied them so much live? No, I think they're a better team than than Auburn was last year. I know Auburn hit the pole. Yeah, they should have beat them last year. That's true. Yeah, they fucking just shit the bed last year. I mean, my yeah, God, they shit the bed. Um, but also, that's I, Brian actually had, Auburn. I actually had Mississippi State ahead of Auburn, too. But I'll give you Auburn ahead of Mississippi State if you want. There's just something about... Hmm. No, I, I still, as much as I kind of like the two-quarterback system, maybe I'm getting a little too caught up in just this idea that, like, Maybe I'm just a little too turned on that Auburn's doing this weird old school two quarterback thing because, like, yeah, I'll still good. take Bill Rogers. Robbie, Robbie Ashford looked pretty damn good running the football. There, Robbie right? Ashford. Yeah, but yeah. Throw, 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 throw. time out. You obviously didn't watch Mississippi State. They were running a two quarterback system as well. So Mike Wright was dealing running the football. Wait, so they did? So Mike Wright did actually end up playing? Yeah, he ran for a ton of yards. Let me pull the stats right now, but. He came in there and just, I mean, they're playing some scrub for goodness nah, sake. Nah, they're playing Southeastern from Louisiana. I yeah. forgot about that. But and they actually, like they, you, you're getting all horny for a two, two quarterback no, system. No, here. no, no. I'm putting Auburn back. Auburn 10, Mississippi Mike State. Mike ran for 95 yards on five carries. Yeah, uh, that's, that, I don't care. Um, I think it should go play. eight Auburn Arkansas. Massachusetts, who, according to Tom Luganville, is the worst roster in, in college football. That's true. That's true. FBS versus FCS. Um, yeah, sure. All right. So, do you feel that passionately about it? You want Mississippi State over Auburn? No, no. I'll give you. I'll give you. Yeah, I can hear Brum grinding his teeth as we waste time talking about the bottom tier of the SEC. Um, okay, so we'll go Auburn ten, Mississippi State eleven. Uh, I got South Carolina twelve. South Carolina, Vandy, Florida. Okay, Vandy ahead of Florida. Yeah, They're undefeated, fuck. man. Fuck him. I agree. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, sorry. God, you know what sucks too is that like I like you said I like Coach Napier, right? I mean I like him. Uh, He's become the show and everything back there at UL. But I love LSU fans a week ago are like, see, this is why we didn't fucking hire Billy Napier. And then all of a sudden this week we fucking hate Brian Kelly. He sucked. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, I wish we had Coach Prime. You know, that's how Week One works. <laughs> um, I will say this though, you know, how every now and then Aaron, and, and I think we learned a lot of this around like the 2016 election time, which is how brutal a, a, a nickname can be and how hard they can be to escape. And Sunbelt Billy is one of the all time, most demeaning nicknames that I could possibly think of. And it's, and that's, what, that's what everybody's called Sunbelt Billy. And it just, it's just going to be impossible for Billy Napier to break that. So I don't think Florida's any good this year, and I think they're going to continue to struggle. So there it is. Georgia won. That's going to be his shark photo for sure. Right? Yes. Like, that's his shark. Thank you, Brum. Exactly. Like, you cannot escape the power of Sunbelt Billy. This makes you sound like a child that's in over his head. Uh, Georgia won. Alabama 2. Tennessee 3. A&M 4. LSU 5. Ole Miss 6. Kentucky 7. Arkansas 8. Mizzou 9. Auburn 10. Mississippi State 11. South Carolina 12. 
13 Vandy and 14 the Florida Gators. Wow. That is your first. Should <sighs> should South Carolina be above Auburn and Mississippi State? This is a good no. UNC team. No. no? no. Okay. Okay. No. Okay, okay. There it is, your SEC power rankings. There it is, another episode of Snaps. Again, y'all, want to try to hit 5K by this weekend, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Um, also, wherever you get podcasts, just Google Snaps Podcast, Apple, Spotify. It's all there for you. Rate it, review it. If you hit the like button, subscribe. That's how you help out the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We got a ton of great new sponsors coming on, man. Shout out to Kova's. I love these boots. Look at, check it out. Huh? Ooh, I gotta go to the store. Boots be popping with the Lulu pants, son. Been wearing mm. them a lot. I look like an adult for the first time in my life. Shout out DraftKings. Very excited to be partnering up there. We're gonna give you some bets throughout the week. The bottom line is a lot of positive momentum, and it's all thanks to everybody who listens. So a massive, massive thank you to everyone out there. Also, a massive thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardenas, Christian Hunter, Adam Gracia. Chris Tran as well. Everybody here helping out with the show, doing such incredible grindy work on YouTube as all me and Aaron do is spout stupid ass shit into microphones. So thank you to everybody who dresses it up and makes it actually look good and watchable for people to want to. And um, yeah, uh, shout out Amp. Download Amp. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Snaps. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.